First Peter chapter 1. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you, and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the Lord and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found under the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, ye love, and whom, though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with, full, with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls, of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ which was born, which was in them, did signify when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow, unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves but unto us they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober and hope, to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, Because ye are holy, be ye holy, for I am holy. And if ye call on the Father, who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. For as much as ye know not, as you know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver and gold, from your vain conversation, received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a, of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who by him do believe in God, that raised him up from the dead, and, have give, and give him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God. Seeing ye have purified your souls, in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto, unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that ye love one another with a pure heart, fervently, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which 
by the gospel is preached unto you. Amen. There's always a blessing for God's people to read his word, and I trust tonight was no different. Now, if you look there in verse 2, you'll find my text. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ, grace unto you and peace be multiplied. And the title, and I, I suppose the subject of my message, you, you may see there in verse 9, towards the end there, the salvation of your souls. The salvation of your souls. We'll be looking at three things, three things that God will reveal to his people in salvation. And all three may be seen here in verse 2 of First Peter chapter 1. First, that salvation is by God's choice. Second, that salvation is by God's calling. And third, that salvation is by God's command. Peter writes here in verse 2 that God's people are elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. Beloved, salvation is by God's election. And my friend, if you are here this evening thinking that salvation is by you choosing him, I pray that by the time we are done tonight, he will make you to see that salvation is by his choosing. For salvation is by God's choice, according to his foreknowledge. That is, every elect sinner in Christ is chosen to salvation by the election of God the Father. Now, this being chosen to salvation is not salvation in of itself, but you cannot be saved. I cannot be saved apart from being elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. Turn with me to 2 Thessalonians and look there with me in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Second Thessalonians chapter 2. And look there in verse 13. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 13. The apostle Paul writes, "We are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. In this portion, Paul sets forth here for us the same thing we have in view in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 2, how that our salvation is of the Lord. Paul doesn't pat himself on the back and say, you believe because I had a good outline or persuasive arguments. No, Paul gave thanks to God for the brethren, sinners beloved of the Lord. They were born not of Paul, they were born of God. God's people are born from above, not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And notice how not once is this blessed verse, or for that matter in any other verses in God's word, does Paul glory in himself. Rather, he glories in the Lord of our salvation. He explains his thankfulness to God 
and why it is that the sinners he is writing to believe and are saved. The first thing attributed to their being saved, Paul writes in this verse 13 in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. He writes, Because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation. Beloved, you are made a recipient of God's salvation because you are elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. For from the beginning God chose you in Christ, not according to your works, but according to his own purpose and grace in Christ, given to you from before the foundation of the world. And the second thing connected with their being saved is this, that it is a salvation through sanctification of the Spirit. Beloved, you are made a recipient of salvation through sanctification of the Spirit. You did not merely hear the gospel with an outward call. You didn't just hear it and have it go in one year and go out the other. Rather, you heard the effectual inward call, the holy call of God that does not fail to bring God's people to the very feet of Christ. The quickening, almighty call of God that makes you willing in the day of his power. Well, willing to do what? Peter tells us in this verse, the third thing connected to our salvation is what God makes us willing to do. And you see it there in the latter part there, verse 13. Belief of the truth. He makes us willing in the day of his power to believe the truth. Indeed, to believe Christ. God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. Beloved, you are made a recipient of salvation, and because of this, you believe the truth. Not as set forth in a system of theology or some high-minded opinion. Rather, beloved, you are quickened to receive him and believe him. Beloved, having been before ordained to eternal life, chosen to salvation, and quickened, indeed sanctified by the Spirit, you find yourself brought by God's sovereign grace and saving power to the very feet of the Lord Jesus Christ, worshiping Him. Worshiping God in spirit and in truth, believing Christ by the word of truth. Indeed, if you believe the truth, you believe Christ. Our Lord declares, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Beloved, not only is salvation by God's choice, that they are elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, but we further read in our text that salvation is by God's calling. Turn back there with me to 1 Peter chapter 1, and look there in the second part of verse 2. You read on in the verse and we see the Apostle Peter writing, Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit. Before we can be brought to trust in the righteousness and blood of Christ for all our salvation, before we are delivered from the condemnation of trusting in what we do in our flesh and live a life free from that condemnation, through trusting in what Christ did in his flesh, we must be brought to trust Christ through the quickening power of God's Spirit, the sanctifying power through his word by the Holy Spirit. If we would walk without condemnation, we must do this by the Spirit of God in Christ. 
Friend, there are three things that God, the Spirit, will make known to you if you are born of God. Three things are made known in salvation. Three things that God will have a ruined sinner like me and a ruined sinner like you to know in bringing you irresistibly to come to Christ for all of your salvation. Turn with me to Romans chapter 7. And I'll begin reading in verse 18. The Apostle Paul is writing here, and he writes in verse 18, For I know, this is something that the Apostle Paul knew by his own experience, For I know that in me, that is, in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Now if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. The first thing that God will have you to know is this. In your flesh, no good thing dwells. Believing savingly on Christ has two sides to it, like two sides of the same coin, repentance and faith. Repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. So what is repentance towards God and faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ? Well, there was a time when I didn't believe I was evil. There was a time when I didn't believe the Lord Jesus Christ, but now by God's grace, I believe him. For by grace am I saved through faith, and that not of myself. It is God's gift revealed to me, indeed in me, that I am saved by his grace, by his faith, his obedience, his blood, and his righteousness. I once thought I had good things that commended me to God, good qualities. But God has shown me no one is good, no, not one. I repented towards God. I no longer think that. Once my faith was what in, in what I could do, and now my faith toward Christ is towards what he has done. The second thing that God will have you to know is this. To perform that which is good is not in you. I once thought, well, perhaps one day I will get things sorted out. I'll get things right. I'll finally do something acceptable to God. But God has shown me to perform that which is acceptable to him is not in me. 
I've repented towards God, and I keep repenting because he keeps showing me that there is not a thing I can perform in this flesh that is acceptable to him. Once my hope was in me, now my only hope of glory is found in him, Christ in me, and I ever look to him who is the author and finisher of my salvation. Turn with me to the book of Hebrews and look over there in Hebrews chapter 12. can't get it out of my mind that that pastor is reading that uh, <laughs> that hymn thinking perfect submission perfect delight had something to do with any of us it's all to do with Christ he said it was how did he put it it rubbed him the wrong way to sing that all of these verses that we're reading together <laughs> if they bless you, well, you can rejoice that the Lord showed you the blessing in these verses, like the word verse we're about to read right now. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, the Lord Jesus Christ is the beginning, the right now, and the end of our salvation. All of our salvation is of the Lord. But for the ungodly, it rubs them the wrong way. They want to add something to it. They want to do something. But the Lord Jesus Christ is indeed the author and finisher of our faith. For who, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. The third thing God will have you to know is that you are wretched, you are afflicted, and that all that you are is sin. I once thought I was worthy, or in some small way, I had contributed to my salvation. But God has shown me that his beloved Son alone is worthy, that salvation is of the Lord, that he by himself purged me of all my sins. Past sins, present sins, and I don't think we should say so quickly future sins, but indeed, <laughs> future sins. All of them. And Lord, how I abhor future sins. I don't want to sin any more than I care to admit to, but we sin. But we have an advocate, beloved. Beloved, he is worthy, for he alone has redeemed us with his perfect obedience and his precious blood. If God should show you Christ, you will see that you are so thoroughly lost of any redeeming hope in yourself or what you might perform, you will cry out with God's people, who shall deliver me? Who shall deliver me from all that I have done in this vile body that so richly deserves the wages of its sins? The apostle asks the question, who shall deliver me from, this, from the body of this death? and very blessedly points to the Redeemer, indeed the only Redeemer for sinners. 
in verse 25 of Romans chapter 7, the apostle declares, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. What is the apostle saying here? He is confessing that all his hope, all his salvation, all his deliverance is found in Christ alone. Who shall deliver me? Who shall save me? I thank God my salvation, my deliverance is through Jesus Christ our Lord. Just as the messenger of the Old Testament declares, and we heard Tyler read it earlier, our Heavenly Father by his right hand shall save us. So the messenger of the New Testament declares the same. Indeed, Christ, who is set down on the right hand of the majesty on high, he shall save his people from their sins. Look over there with me to the next chapter, uh, Romans chapter 8. Verse 1. Apostle, just, just a moment ago, declaring to us our Redeemer, the only Redeemer for sinners, thanking Him that He shall deliver us, writes here in verse 1 of Romans chapter 8, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death, for what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemns sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit the things of the Spirit." Beloved of God, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Having been sanctified by the Spirit, being brought to the knowledge of the truth, the Spirit does not leave us there only, but very blessedly enables His people to believe on Christ our Lord, revealing to us the truth as it is in Him. Beloved, not only is salvation by God's choice, not only is God's salvation by His calling, but we also read in Peter's first epistle, in verse 2, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Our King, the Lord Jesus Christ, spoke of His obedience when He declared these words, It is finished. Beloved, we rejoice in the victorious shout of our King. Our Heavenly Father gave our Lord, His beloved Son, commandment to save us. And in accomplishing as our substitute a perfect obedience, the perfect obedience of God's righteous people, He has made us to be the very righteousness of God Himself through the doing and dying of His beloved Son, our Lord and Redeemer Jesus Christ. Turn uh, over to Romans chapter 5, please. Romans chapter 5. 
and look there in verse 19. God's word declares in Romans chapter 5, verse 19, For as by one man's disobedient, many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. For as by one man's disobedience, the disobedience of our father Adam, many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one. Indeed, our Lord Jesus Christ, through his obedience, by his blood, shall many be made righteous. Notice God's word does not say, shall many be made to be treated as if they were righteous. God's word tells us here, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us, according to his grace given us in Christ Jesus before the world was made, to make us righteous by the life and death, the obedience and blood of the God-man, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Beloved, your salvation is by God's choice. Your salvation is by God's calling. And lastly, may God grant you to see your salvation is by God's command. Salvation by God's command. In 1 Peter chapter 1, in the third part of verse 2, we read in our text, and you look at the third part of it, we read, Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through sanctification of the Spirit, and then this third part, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Turn with me to, first, to John's Gospel, chapter 10. And look there with me in verse 14. I'll be reading through to verse 18. These are the words of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He, he declares in verse 14, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. As my Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. When our Lord came into this world, he came not to do his own will, but to do the will of his Father. Our Lord came into the world to put away the sin of his people. Paul writes in Hebrews, For then must he, that is Christ Jesus our Lord, often have suffered since the foundation of the world, but now once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. So did he do that? Did he put away the sins of his people by the sacrifice of himself? Beloved, I trust you hear the shout of our blessed King. Do you remember what our Lord cried out regarding the sin of his people, regarding the salvation of those the Father gave him to save? Do you remember? He cried out, it is finished. Beloved, he accomplished the commandment of our Heavenly Father in the salvation of all his people. 
When our Lord Jesus taught us to pray, he was instructing us to pray very particularly for the salvation of his people. For this is the Father's will. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Beloved, he taught us that our Heavenly Father gave commandment to save us. Turn back there again while we're, we're, while we're still in John chapter 10. Look there at verse 18. Towards the end of verse 18, our Lord declares, This commandment have I received of my Father. This verse speaks very blessedly of the obedience and sprinkling of blood that Peter mentions in our portion. Our salvation is not only by God's choice and by God's calling, but also, beloved, our salvation is by God's command. Look there with me over in Psalm 71. And look there in verse 3. God's word declares in Psalm 71, verse 3, Be thou my strong habitation, whereunto I may continually resort. Thou hast given commandment to save me, for thou art my rock and my fortress. Now before our Lord declared this blessed commandment as our Redeemer in saying that he had received this commandment of our Heavenly Father, we see the shadow of this gospel the salvation is by God's commandment in the book of Numbers. Numbers chapter 23. Turn there with me. And it's strange that we hear these words from a false prophet. The words are as true as the sky is blue concerning our salvation, beloved. Numbers chapter 23, and there in verse 20. We read these words, Behold, I have received commandment to bless, and he hath blessed, and I cannot reverse it. I'm going to begin reading in verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not, he not make it good? Behold, I have received commandment to bless, and he hath blessed, and I cannot reverse it. Verse 21, he hath not beheld iniquity in Jacob, neither hath he seen perverseness in Israel. The Lord his God is with him, and the shout of a king is among them. Our blessed Lord has received commandment to bless, and he hath blessed us, beloved. We have his very word on it. Beloved, he declares of every beloved believing sinner of God, I give them eternal life and adds to this blessed assurance these words, and they shall never perish. Look again in Numbers 23 and verse 21. He hath not beheld iniquity in Jacob, neither hath he seen perverseness in Israel. Our Lord says, Behold my people, in whom there is no guile. Friend, have you heard the shout of our king? Look there again in verse 21. The Lord his God is with him, and the shout of a king is among them. 
Friend, you will know that the Lord our God is with you when you can hear with me and all of God's people tonight, our King. Friend, may God be gracious to you tonight and make you to hear the shout of our King, who indeed has promised to be among us where two or three are gathered in his name. Turn with me to John chapter 19. Verse 30, speaking of our redemption, our salvation, speaking of the sins by the sacrifice of himself he put away. When Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished, and he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Is there anyone here who is still doubting? Friend, do you say within yourself, the text does not say your king shouted? Oh, yes, he did. Turn with me to Matthew's gospel, chapter 27. And look there in verse 50. Matthew chapter 27, verse 50. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake, and the rocks rent. And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose, and came out of the graves after his resurrection, and went into the holy city, and appeared unto many. Now when the centurion and they that were with him watching Jesus, saw the earthquake and those things that were done, they feared greatly, saying, Truly, this was the Son of God. And many women were there beholding afar off, which followed Jesus from Galilee, ministered unto him. Beloved, the culmination, the accomplishment of our salvation is heard among us. Our King shouts, It is finished. Salvation is by God's choosing. Salvation is by God's calling. And salvation is by God's command. Praise the Lord. Our Heavenly Father gave commandment to save us. And praise the Lord. Christ, His beloved Son, our Lord and Savior, has accomplished that commandment. Lord God, accomplish Thy will tonight. Save Thy people. For Christ's sake we pray. Amen.